0: You're listening to Counter Talks, Canada's podcast for the equipment and event rental industry. Counter Talks is a presentation of Canadian Rental Service magazine. Now here's your host, Patrick Flannery. Hi, everyone. We're back again with Bonnie Cable from AKR Consulting. Bonnie's been a great resource for us uh, in these uh, crazy times, updating us uh, just about weekly now uh, on uh, changes to the various government assistance programs. These programs, as you know, are changing uh, weekly or daily, and Bonnie is uh, really helpful in uh, keeping us abreast of all the new rules and uh, new things as they come up. She also has some good tips uh, about how to address uh, some of your other financial institutions, insurance companies, banks, et cetera. So hope you find Bonnie Cable from AKR Consulting very, very helpful. Okay, we're back with Bonnie Cable. She's become a regular here on the podcast, uh, talking about accessing your, uh, your, your various government assistance programs in this time of pandemic. Uh, Bonnie is with uh, AKR Consulting. How are you today, Bonnie? I'm, I'm great, Pat. How are you? I'm great, I'm great, and listen, you are really helping us out here with, uh, with all the great information about uh, about how to get after these programs. You know, before we start, give me an idea of what you're hearing from the calls that you're getting. What's the sense there in terms of accessing the, the assistance that's out there? Are you hearing complaints? Are you hearing praise? Are you hearing that there's difficulty? What sort of feedback are, are you hearing when you talk to people?
1: Well, I'm hearing it's pretty simple. So a number of people last week applied for the Canadian Emergency Relief Benefit. And the money was in their account in two to three days. So they were extremely happy, right? They expected, you know, a couple-week turnaround time. They've got bills to pay. But, you know, they're calling me saying, hey, we got the money already. Thank you very much.
0: That's like a an unheard-of new era for getting government money is it not? I mean th- this is this is unprecedented as far as how fast they're moving and how easy they're making it I think.
1: I think so. I think that they're trying to make it easy and accessible for the for the Canadian population and yeah. it's it's yeah. helping people pay bills and get by.
0: I heard that applying online is really just a matter of filling out a few questions, like it's very few questions and bang, away you go. So that's, well, that's great to hear. And uh, are there people that are having trouble qualifying for things, Bonnie, that, that maybe should have been able to, or or we hope will be able to?
1: No, I, I think the biggest thing I've heard, and this is more on the personal side, has really just been delays. Mm-hmm. So people who've been seeking um, assistance with their their mortgages, right? Yeah. um they there's been huge delays there just because so many people have been applying and i think that it, it's really the backlog that's yeah. really what it is so i i think cra has a lot of things set up um automatically which which makes it pretty easy if you're trying to access something through cra i think the rollout through the banks to the to the bigger population that's what's causing problems and just causing further delays. So I just say, just be be patient if you can. It, uh, it's coming.
0: Yeah, exactly. It's it's like a case of you, you know you, you will see your money. It's just you know it might not be right immediately away. Exactly. Uh, I, I know I know people who work in the mortgage industry, and I know that their uh, I know that their processes to, to to get things done can be laborious sometimes. At the best of times, at the banks. So so uh, I can just I can only imagine that the avalanche they're dealing with right now. Anyways, let's move into the big news of the day, which was, uh, oh, just a couple of hours now ago, Justin Trudeau came out and uh, and announced that there was going to be some help with commercial rent. Explain to us how that's going to work, Bonnie, at least as far as we know at this time.
1: Well, this this is huge. This is going to be made available to, it says, small and larger businesses for their rent for April, May, and June so far. So the program is going to seek to provide loans. Um, including forgivable loans to the big commercial property owners. And what they're supposed to do will be to in turn lower or forgive the rent of the smaller businesses for April, May and June. So the government is uh, still figuring out the rollout. And and this seems to be the pattern that we're seeing is there seems to be big announcements on a Thursday or Friday. And then the government's got the weekend and then they'll roll the details out the following week.
0: So the actual money goes to the landlord and presumably there'll be some mechanism whereby they will have to show that they've given, I think it's at least a break or if not a complete deferral or a complete waiving of the rent to the renter. Is that correct?
1: Exactly. Exactly. So I guess from other programs we're seeing it it would be determined by the amount of um, sales that a company makes annually. That seems like that will be the deciding factor.
0: Sorry, for the renter or for the landlord?
1: For the renter. For the renter. So if we've got a, a company doing a, a million dollars in sales a year and now their sales have gone down, you know, I'd say 40% then, you know, that would be the kind of company that they would look to support, right? We've got okay. a restaurant that's closed. That's, that's the way I see it rolling out.
0: You're thinking the renter will have to be able to show that they've had a, they've had a decline in revenue before even the landlord can do this for them.
1: I I would think so, because there are some industries out there and some businesses that are thriving through this. Right. Mm -hmm. And, you know, in all honesty, you know, why would they need to be compensated? right? Right.
0: Exactly. Okay, so we're still waiting for full details on the on the commercial rent assistance, but I think the, uh, they're calling that the Canada Emergency Commercial Rent Assistance, C-E-R, no, sorry, C-E-C-R-A. Let's all keep our eye on that because there's going to be more coming out. Next thing, Canada Emergency Business Account. This is the $40,000 uh, partially forgivable loans. Bonnie, what's new with that one?
1: Okay, so this opened last week. And initially when it opened up, um, it was supposed to help businesses with T4 payroll from 2019 as found on your T4 summary of between 50000 and $1 million. What they've done is they've expanded that to now include businesses with T4 payroll of between $20 $1.5 in payroll for last year.
0: Sorry, 20000 uh, 20, or $20 million, Bonnie?
1: Sorry, twenty thousand, twenty thousand and one point. Your payroll's twenty million,
0: you might have other sources of uh, (laughs) support. (laughs) (laughs) That's true. So
1: so so it's gone it's gone down from a lower limit of fifty thousand to twenty thousand. Right. And an upper limit of from one million to one point five million. So now we've got a lot more companies. And like I spoke to a company, a client called me yesterday and they wanted to know if they qualified, and I said, Okay, well, well, what is your T4 summary total? And they were, they were at that 1.49 million. It's like, you know what? You mm. don't qualify. Mm. So it was nice to make that call to them today to say, you know what? You're going to qualify now. And Mm -hmm. I wouldn't be surprised if it further becomes expanded as well.
0: Well, the Canadian Federation of Independent Business really has its teeth in the bit now because it seems like every weekend, Dan Kelly tweets about something they'd like to see happen. And and by the middle of the next week, uh, it's being announced that it's happening. (laughs) Oh, (laughs) great. He was on just last weekend about about the need to lower this floor on the 50,000 payroll and uh bingo bango there it is <laughs> he's running he's running the country uh now somehow no. so but uh, in all honesty the cfib has been a great and really informative uh, voice in all of this I've found.
1: oh they so, have they're they're extremely informative
0: yeah do you like the work they do bonnie they, they seem to be a, a good advocate
1: i do i i do i think they're a real advocate for small business and small business is really what needs the help right now they don't have deep pocket small business and you know, that's the vast majority of Canada.
0: Yeah, and and he he, he seems to be they, they seem to be doing. I say he, but it's Dan that is the Twitter account that I follow. Uh, but they they seem to be doing the work of trying to trying to talk. You know, even to very small uh, operators, and 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 so that's good to see going on. I think they need a voice. So, so just let, a, yeah, go ahead.
1: So, so they say bank approvals are supposed to take five to ten business days. Mm-hmm. They seem to be taking longer, and, and again, I think it's just because of the just the backlog of applications that they're receiving. Yeah. Um, for anyone that wants to apply, it, it's pretty simple. You'll need a copy of your T4 summary and get onto your business bank's website or account. That's where you'll find the uh, information, or sorry, the application to apply, and I think there's about four or five simple questions that you need to input information on, and the application can be submitted.
0: Let's say you've applied for for this program. You're very confident that you're going to qualify. But as you say, you're just waiting for for the answer to come in. And, you know, you're waiting, but there's, you know, your bank account is running dry and and, and there's no money coming in. What do you suggest you, you do there?
1: I think if you really need an answer, the thing to do is get online, find out which branches of your bank are open, and Simply go in and they will answer your questions there, right? It'll be a wait. I'd say try to get in early in the day if you can before those lineups get to be, they get to be pretty long by the end of the day.
0: And if if the answer is, hey, it's being processed, you know, there's a giant backlog, there's nothing we can do. Are there other ways to get some kind of bridge financing, like something uh, immediately?
1: Oh, boy. Quite honestly, I don't think there are unless you want to go to one of these real high interest kind of places, right? I really don't think there is. I, I think you want to talk to whomever you can to get a break as far as deferrals go because there are a lot of deferrals being offered by just about everybody from your insurance company. I wouldn't be surprised if your cell phone providers providing deferrals now because everyone seems to be doing that everyone you know car payments i don't know if you've seen uh seen a ford commercial with regards to uh car deferral payments so you know if you've got the time speak to everyone you can about deferring or even waiving some payments Mm
0: -hmm. there's a lot of that going on and and it's it's very possible that you'll you'll be able to uh to at least to reach some kind of arrangement because i mean uh, you know Creditors these days have to be the most nervous people on earth. I mean, they're they're not going to see any benefit from uh, from driving people out of business when there's going to be so many of them.
1: Yeah, yeah. no, no, <laughs> no, you're you're absolutely right. I think uh, the the Ford commercial on TV. I think they were waiving three payments. Yeah. It was, it was crazy. Six months waiving three payments and deferring three payments. So, as you say, they're anticipating you know mass amounts of bankruptcy. So let's do what we can to work with people because let's face it, everyone's going to need a cell phone. You got to get it from somebody. You might as well have a provider that's worked with you, somebody that you can, then you can have a client for life.
0: Right? Yeah, absolutely. I was saying in another uh, podcast the other day, you know, people are going to remember how they were treated in this, in this circumstance. And uh, yeah, I think companies need to be careful. Okay. Let's get back on track here. The Canadian emergency relief benefit. That's the two thousand dollar, the famous two thousand dollar a month to uh, workers. What's uh, what's going on there?
1: Yeah, so the Canadian Emergency Relief Benefit is for individuals who do not have any other source of income through this pandemic. So if you're a subcontractor, you know maybe your sales have gone dry and you're not able to collect EI. So what we have found out is this $2,000 per month benefit for four months, it also applies to people that are receiving dividend income or have had to resort to taking money out of their RSPs. So I was speaking to a client the other day, and he gets paid management income um, through dividends. So he's not a T4 salary employee, but these dividends are paid to a management company, and then he records that at income at the end of the year. So, saw them last week, and we looked into this, and it turns out that income, dividend income, qualifies. Also spoke to a personal friend last week, uh, no other source of income but RSP income. Both of them applied for the $2,000 Canadian Emergency Relief Benefit, and both of them received their first payment last week.
0: There you go. So, very uh, very accessible, obviously.
1: Yeah. yeah.
0: Okay. Anything else on that, or move on to our, the big 75% wage subsidy program?
1: Oh, I guess one thing that I will say is I had one client who asked me, you know, if I'm receiving pension and I'm receiving old age security, do I qualify for this? And the answer is no. If you're getting money from the government in one form or another, they're not going to give it to you in another form. And I would caution people who just want to apply for this because it is so easy that number one, it's recorded as as income. So when you're getting this money, at the end of the year, it is taxable, number one. Number two, if you fraudulently access this money, you could be red flagged with the government going forward. That could trigger audit on a yearly basis or just cause you some other headaches with CRA. So I just want to caution people with regards to that.
0: I have a question on this, actually. Seasonal workers have been... Included in this, a lot of our listeners here uh, employ seasonal workers or workers on a you know sort of an on on again off again basis. Do you think of a rental store that that uh, brings on students or or brings on you know even the same person through the uh, the summer season, the spring and the summer and the fall, and then and then they're they're laid off or they're not on uh, over the winter, uh, or it could be a different person. How are they determining what a seasonal worker is, Bonnie? Do you know, and how do, how does that going to work?
1: Well, well, like a seasonal worker would be anyone that, that usually starts in, let's say the spring and ends in the fall, right?
0: Do they have to be continuously you know, employed?
1: N- no, they would probably be on EI the winter months.
0: Okay, I guess. So would they have to be sort of like EI has a special category, right? For seasonal worker where it's, it's it, tell me if I'm right about this. My sense was that it's, it's almost a case of they expect you to be off and, and on again in a certain period. I think it was set yes. up for fishermen in Newfoundland or something and, yes. and 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 do you have to be in that in that category and be identified as a seasonal worker through EI or do we know that? I don't
1: yet? think so because what we're seeing is we're seeing a lot of EI recipients just receive the Canadian Emergency Relief Benef- Benefit, that's what they're receiving. Okay. So I I I don't think you have to be, you know, completely designated. Again, I would just want to be, you know, honest with the government, right? Right. You know, I, I had this this job lined up, right? Because You know, there's a lot of businesses who, you know, they've already identified who their seasonal workers are, and they could be new seasonal workers. They could be seasonal workers coming from other industries, and they're supposed to start April 1st, and, and they didn't start April 1st, right? Yeah. I would go ahead and identify myself as one. Or if you were just becoming one, and again, if you have no other source of income, just apply.
0: There's certainly no harm in applying. All they can say is no. But um, I'm just thinking about that student, for instance, who's been working at the rental store, uh, as an example, or, or who has been working in, in, in uh, construction sites, um, and who comes back after school every year, but isn't necessarily employed, like they're not getting EI over the winter while they're at school. They're just coming back every year, and it's kind of like, okay, come on back on, and 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 they're sort of hired again. I'm just wondering. I'm wondering about that circumstance.
1: So for for the seasonal workers, that's that's definitely like cut and dry. But for the students, what they offered was they offered a hundred percent wage subsidy for students. That's what's offered to the businesses to to hire the students. So if that store can hire a student, they'll get um they'll get that hundred percent wage subsidy. Oh my now, goodness! I, guess, I
0: did not know that. Okay.
1: Yeah, I'm glad you brought that up. A lot happens, Pat. Um, yeah,
0: it's so fast.
1: The only problem with that is that. You have to have had to apply for the uh, Canadian Summer Student Program, right? Oh. So that's that's the downfall. Like the students were complaining, right, that they could not apply for this. Okay. They came up with uh, the Canadian Summer Student Program.
0: We'll see if that is yet another thing that changes, uh, because um, there are going to be a lot of students who will not be able to find jobs this summer, right?
1: Absolutely
0: and how many of them were ever going to be hired through this Canadian Summer Student Program, which I believe is a very limited thing, right? Like it's not what most companies go through when they hire their summer summer students. Usually they just hire them, right? Um,
1: Exactly, it's a a bit of um, a crazy program because you have to apply by January 31st, right? So first of all, you have to know to apply for it. (laughs) Yeah. Right. And yeah. then second of all, you have to have an idea of how many summer students you're hiring. So a lot of people just, they miss the boat.
0: I, I hope there's, I hope there's some change to that. Uh, and, and not just because I have no idea what I'm doing with my daughter for uh <summer>. You and I both. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Okay. okay, let's let's turn to the seventy-five percent uh, wage subsidy program. Uh, more changes to that, Bonnie. What uh, what have you got for us?
1: Okay, so the change there is that. Um, so the just to recap, the seventy-five percent wage subsidy program is available to a business if they've seen a decrease in sales of thirty percent. It was a decrease in sales of thirty percent or more for March, April, or May of 2020. So it was um, a year over year decrease in sales. So you had to have a decrease of 30% between March 2019 and March 2020. So it's three specific periods. So you're, let's say your sales only decreased uh, 10% in March, but they decreased 40% in April or May you would be allowed to apply for April and May, even though you didn't qualify for March.
0: Okay.
1: Now, because the state of emergency in all provinces and territories um, was not announced till mid-March, they've now revised the decrease in sales to 15%. So if your sales have decreased 15% in March 2020 over March 2019, you now qualify. Okay. Is that complicated or? That is,
0: it's it's not that complicated. It's just yeah. It just it's just changing so fast all the time. But it's all in response, I know, to uh, to industry feedback.
1: Exactly. So you know, like you're talking about the Canadian Federation of Independent Businesses,
0: mm-hmm. they would
1: have had a big say in that, right? Yeah. They would have complained and said, "Hey, yeah. wait a minute. You know, um, you didn't declare a state of emergency until what March March 16th in Ontario." Yep. So, so how you know we're not seeing a decline till after that happens.
0: Oh yeah, and some of my glass manufacturers, you know, they haven't seen the slowdown yet because you know they're essential businesses. They're allowed to keep going. Uh, they had a full book of orders going into this thing. The projects that were in progress were still allowed to go forward, and so they're shipping product, you know, more or less as usual, plus taking the you know the social distancing measures in their in their plants. But You know, it's a delayed hit, is what I'm saying. I mean, for for a lot of sectors, this thing is 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 something that's not going to actually show up in their accounts for a month or two. Oh, there's somebody. We have a new guest on the podcast. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. It's the The work from home experience, folks. Exactly.
1: Exactly. (laughs)
0: Tremendous. (laughs) Okay, let's move on. Again, looking at your notes here, Bonnie. Car insurance. What is going on? with car insurance that's exciting
1: well i want to urge everyone to speak to your agent or broker about your car insurance rates federal minister who said you know the the insurance industry has to do something because i mean we if you go out on the road there are not nearly as many cars out there mm-hmm. we're we're all not doing nearly as much driving as we have right mm-hmm. so contact your your broker or your agent and say, hey, what can you do for me with my insurance rates? And what, we're, what I'm hearing back right now is on average, there, there is a 25% reduction in rates.
0: What an incredible suggestion, Bonnie, and something that never would have occurred to me, but you of course are absolutely right. My car has sat in the garage now for a month uh, without moving. Why am I, why am I paying for insurance on this thing? You know,
1: exactly. I I, I, I got a great story for you. So we have um, one of our employees lives in Mississauga. And since this has happened, she's decided to get out of the city and she's now staying with her family in the London area. And she's been there since March 15th and she'll be there until this is over. Her car insurance rates have gone down from $300 to 150 dollars nice yeah and the the broker fully knows that hey you know she's working from home has no need to go anywhere you know maybe she'll drive 20 25 kilometers a week if that
0: i had no idea they would even contemplate doing that i have of course i've never in my life bonnie heard of insurance rates going down and (laughs) (laughs) I didn't think that was, I didn't even think, I didn't think that, I didn't think the arrow went in that direction. Uh, And, uh, and, and I, I would have assumed, you know, that, that, uh, well, again, unless it was, you know, some sort of philanthropic outreach, I I wouldn't have thought that the insurance companies, you know, they'd say, well, there's your policy and there's your rate, Uh, you know, sorry about your lot, you know, but, uh, but that's, that's great to hear that at least some of them will, will contemplate doing that.
1: So I'd say for individuals, you want to call about your, your car, but I think businesses, I was speaking to a client the other day, She's has a contracting company, all his vans are sitting. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Call your commercial insurance company and say, look, all I need is the, uh, the theft. And uh, what is it, theft and fire? Whatever your minimum insurance is, because his cars are parked, they're not going anywhere. Yeah, my goodness. Yeah, in all honesty, we see this in the landscape industry as well, right? Because, you know, they, they park their cars in the winter, and and especially their bigger equipment, right? And they have the insurance taken off it.
0: Excellent, excellent advice. Next, we have, oh, even another group benefit insurance. What's uh, yeah. what's the story there, though? The Waving dental and extended health care premiums do tell.
1: Well, right now... no one can even go to a dentist right and um a lot of businesses they've got to have this in place and they're looking for ways to to cut down their costs right Mm -hmm. um so if your employees you've got that benefit package for your employees and your employees can't go to a dentist can't go get new glasses go to a chiropractor or physiotherapist or massage therapist why are you paying for this um yeah so I, I have heard that some um, some insurance companies are actually waiving premiums on these items, premiums on extended health care and dental. But again, give your broker or your agent a call and make sure that you you are having these premiums waived.
0: Bonnie, that's, uh that's a that's a great tip. You're a fountain yeah, of useful like... information once again. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, well, thank you. Um, well, I guess as as you said at the you know earlier is you know your suppliers they 're either going to come out looking really good or really bad after this, right? So if yeah. your insurance company isn 't helping you out, maybe it 's time to start shopping around
0: mm-hmm. or maybe
1: it 's time to start looking at alternatives to traditional group benefit insurance
0: it 's just not a time to be a hard ass uh, on on things and, uh, and and I think that I think everyone is kind of. Kind of participating in that in their in their in their own little ways, you know. It's uh, it's give everybody a break time and uh, exactly. Listen, Bonnie, great great information as usual. Thanks so much for for doing this. Tell the good people how they can get a hold of you should they have more questions.
1: If you have any questions, you can reach me at Bonnie B O N N Y at A K R Consulting or you can reach me on my cell phone at four one six. Nine nine six four seven five nine. I'm being like the good premier out there, Doug Ford. Just call me on my cell phone. <laughs> and, yeah. and in all honesty, hey, someone they're, they're I,
0: calling right now, Bonnie. Yeah,
1: <laughs> <laughs> that didn't take long. <laughs> oh boy. And in all honesty, I've been getting a lot of um great questions and okay. um, and great feedback, which is okay. which is good.
0: That's that's tremendous, Bonnie. Look, uh, I encourage everybody to. Uh, to give you a shout if they have questions. And thanks so much for doing this for us today.
1: You're welcome. Thanks, Pat. Thanks for joining us for Counter Talks. You can
0: find Counter Talks episodes online at CanadianRentalService.com or on the major podcasting services. Counter Talks is a presentation of Canadian Rental Service Magazine.